Hey, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Truth Prevails. I'm Amanda. I'm Mastasia. Mastasia. What? What? Huh? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, Mastasia, where are you? I'm far, far away. Like, a, like a far away planet? Like, wh- where are you? I'm in space. I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, um, I'm with a part of my household in their home in Vermont, so I'm surrounded by green trees. Mm -hmm. Some people will dislike this word, but there's a lot of moisture out here. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice. It's raining right now. It's a very small home and everything, so was that audible? It was audible. I heard you loud and clear. Oh, okay, good. I, I'm so, I'm so silly. I heard, I heard a notification on my computer, and forgot I have head earbuds in, and was like, "Could you hear that?" <laughs> <laughs> so, silly no, me. <clears throat> I didn't hear any notifications, but I heard you loud and clear. Nice. <laughs> yeah, we're practically in the wilderness because there's a lot of that, but. Fortunately, they have some decent Wi-Fi out here, so. Hey, that's you always know? good, right? That's always good, because yeah. it allows us to continue recording even though you're so far away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is, yeah, that's just funny. It's just, like, perks of doing it this way. Even though it wasn't what we preferred, it's like, hey, it works. <laughs> we work with what we have. Yeah. And praise God for what we have. Right. Yeah. Right? Yes. I agree. (laughs) Okay. So, I figured we're just going to start off with a random fact about Mastasia. Okay, cool. Let's uh, play that jingle then. (laughs) (laughs) Little random facts about Mastasia. There you go. <laughs> um, man, I'm still got to learn how to transition from these things. <laughs> so, okay, Amanda, help me out. Do you want a weird one or a basic one? Oh, girl, go with the weird one. Do oh, this. gosh. Okay. So, you know how, like, people can, like, fold their tongue like a taco? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I can fold mine, like, uh, Patty. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Does not make any sense? <laughs> I was trying to be like all clever. Like, I'm like, well, it still kind of looks like a taco, but it's just a larger taco. <laughs> it's not a hamburger because my stung still, my, my stung, my tongue's still attached. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, like I can fold, like you, if you have your tongue sticking out, if you could fold it back on itself, I can have it fold that way and then like keep it there like I don't need like my mouth to hold it in place like I can keep my tongue there so I can fold my tongue in an odd way you know you asked for the weird one (laughs) you know I did I did but I could only imagine people are like we're not liking these visuals right now (laughs) I know I'm sorry I know the taco tongue's nice and friendly because it's a taco I'm over here like um let's talk about it (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, so I don't know if I, like, got that across properly, but pretty much, like, okay, you have your hand, the palm of your hand out in front of you, and if you bend your knuckles down, I can make that shape with my tongue. Yeah, yeah, I think people yeah. got it. I think they Okay. Yes. Thank, All right. Thank you for that. I don't know, did I know that? I think I knew that. I, I did. Yeah, I'm like, hi, I'm Asia. Guess what I can do? Can you do it? I, like, want to know people that can do it because it's very rare that I find people that can do it. I think my grandpa could do it. Oh. I don't know if anybody else can. And I never saw him do it. Ah. Anyways. How about, get... <laughs> about this? Everybody out there, if you can do it, let's put Asia and comment wherever you can or, yeah, pretty much. Let us know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's funny. They're like, oh, look at this. This is a nice podcast. Down in the comments, I can fold my tongue, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. This is a little odd. <laughs> Thank you for bearing with us, folks. Very kind. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, yeah, sometimes you just gotta start off with some good old laughter, and yeah, but now it's to the topic at hand. <laughs> yeah. So, Today, we would like to discuss the Bible. Yay! Yes! Oh, the Bible. You're God's a- word. Yes. You're such a treasure. You're, yeah, you're really, you're amazing. The Bible's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Are you, like, patting the Bible next to you or something? Oh, uh, jeez, do you have, like, cameras in here? Or what? <laughs> so odd I could just well because first I picked up on the fact that you were saying your and I'm like I know she's not talking about me right now and then I could hear like this padding and I was like ah she's padding her bible next to her isn't she okay well not exactly I was not but we can go with that though (laughs) I don't understand then why were you so spooked no I wasn't spooked I was just joking oh Oh, Mastasia, you ruined the joke. Oh, my goodness. <gasps> what? <laughs> okay, so let's go Let's go to the topic at hand. Um, I actually would prefer you to start this one off. I know you started off a few others, but yeah. So um, I was kind of thinking, the Bible, we don't really need to defend it. We don't really need to, you know, tell people... Uh, what is it? Convince people? Yeah, that's not what we need to do. I think we just simply need to just talk about what the Bible is to us mm-hmm. and, how, and how important it is and why it's important and what it has done for us. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. So, Nastasia, anything you would like to start off on the Bible, I'm happy to hear. And my hope is everybody else does too. Yay! Yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah, I think what kind of comes to mind is it's so powerful and sufficient. And I know that that gets thrown around a lot. Like, you know, the Bible is sufficient. Um, at least I hope it does because it's true. But, um, (laughs) I, what immediately comes to my mind and I don't know if this is something I've already like talked about on here, but it's relevant. So we're going to go with it. But I, was had this 
season, which I still come in and out of every now and then, but of dealing with skepticism, like really hard in my mind where it's just like questioning everything, wondering about everything. And so I tried to resolve it in my own strength by doing what I know best, at least at the time where it was like, let's just research all these reasons why I should trust the Bible and trust that Jesus is who he says he is and all these things. And so I did all that research and interestingly enough, found tons and tons and tons of reasons as to why I could indeed believe and trust. And yet, despite learning all this thing, all this stuff, emotionally, I felt more and more distant from God. And uh, I was having a conversation with this one, <laughs> Amanda, and, um, you know, we love each other, so we call each other out. And um, she, you know, was like, you believe with all your heart and you you should just read the Bible and his word is sufficient. His word won't return void and just read the Bible. And my to just be completely honest, my reaction was no, I I don't want to be foolish. I don't want to be dumb. I don't want people to think that I'm just oh blindly trusting in something and that's just going to be ridiculous and this and that and um yeah and so to just try and keep it simple cuz I have a tendency to like to give a lot of details um yeah it was just pretty much like okay all right I'm going to go ahead and just stop researching for the time being and trust God because the whole thing I was dealing with was with unbelief and fear and doubt and you know not trusting him and and so of course dealing with all those things my reliance on the bible was waning wane, waning or whatever but decided to just rely on the bible and through reading the psalms and everything because that's the thing is i didn't know where to start and you can't it like the bible you can't just like go into google on your bible and like hey what about this and like you know i mean Okay, we don't need to get into all that, because then you could be like, well, what about when you look up certain topics in the Bible? Anyways, but so reading the Psalms and everything like that, um, I was encouraged in the sense of all the psalmists where they would be like, why, my soul, are you so downcast? Yet I will praise the Lord. And so in the midst of that trial, it was helpful because I would be really low and like, just in a really dark place and yet I would be encouraged by remembering those scriptures you see now it says the Holy Spirit will bring it back to your remembrance and I would remember those scriptures and um I would pray and be like Lord this is going to glorify you somehow and surely enough over time I got to where I am now where I even though there's still struggles and I'm still in this trial, I I had no clue. I remember saying this. I have no clue how I'm going to get out of this, Lord. How am I ever going to believe? And I just concluded, like, pridefully, for once, I don't know what to do. So you're going to have to do something. And I still don't know how. And yet, by just reading his word now I'm at a place where I can do research like along the lines of 
studying apologetics and I don't get emotionally distant. It's no longer for this reason of skeptic. Like, I don't, I don't need to like battle that anymore as much, you know, it's just relying on that. And then among like all the wisdom that's found in his word and there's convicting things too, when you see this is a sin and then you realize, shoot, that's me. (laughs) Um, And yeah, so there's just a lot of different things that go with just how the Bible has been sustaining me and really helping me and how it has helped me to um, get where I am now, where I'm relying on God more and trusting him more and seeking him more. And um, also there have been plenty of times where it's like I'm getting in another place where I just feel like overwhelmed and I'm thinking a lot. And I just open up the Bible and I just start reading. And afterwards, it's like, like it's been dealt with a little bit more instead of just like finding a distraction or something. So I don't know. I could probably touch on more things too, but um, yeah, hopefully I made that kind of clear. I mean, Amanda, if you have like, if you can tell I'm like missing anything or leaving something out, you can ask me about it and I'll like, oh yeah. But otherwise, how about you? <laughs> Well, interesting enough, like I was going to start off with a Spurgeon quote that you and I have probably come along, but actually turns out it's not a Spurgeon quote, or at least it was deemed as one in relation to something he has said, um, but wasn't quite exactly what he said. So it's just been like a quote, I guess that has been floating out around there. But um, my source is Spurgeon.org, you know, so that's where I'm getting the truth of it all. (laughs) If I can just toss that out there. Um, But I'd like to read it because it's something that you and I came across and we're just like, hey, that sounds pretty cool about the Bible. But yet it's not quite what he said. So I think I think it's awesome, though, the quote. So if anybody wants to take credit for whoever created it, um, sounds pretty honest and legit and you know I I think it it makes it makes a lot of sense but so the quote that we supposedly were leaning into or that we heard before was the word of God is like a lion you don't have to defend a lion all you have to do is let the lion loose and the lion will defend itself so I thought that was great I was just like hey the word of God is that powerful though like it doesn't really have to do anything it's like the scripture says his word never returns void. So it'll set out and it'll accomplish what it set out to do, right? It'll go out. Um, sorry if I butchered that scripture, but I think we all know what I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, so basically it was saying in an 1886 sermon, Christ and his co-workers, this is really what he said, which is open quote. Suppose a number of persons were to take into their into their heads that they had to defend a lion, full-grown king of beasts. There he is in the cage, and here come all of the soldiers of the army to fight for him. Well, I should suggest to them, if they would not object, and feel that it was humbling to them, that they should kindly stand back and open the door and let the lion out. I believe that would be the best way of defending him, for he would take care of himself, and the best apology for the gospel is to let the gospel out. End quote. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I thought that was pretty great as well because hello we're supposed to be out there preaching the gospel right Mm -hmm. the gospel we let the gospel do the work 
it can't. It, that's, the, that's the thing is that that's where the power comes. It's a supernatural ability. And that's exactly what the Bible is too, you know? So I, once again, uh, my source is Spurgeon.org, which we'll probably put a link down wherever we can, just so you guys can go see it for yourselves. But the word of God has been something for me. Oh my goodness. Like, how do you put this in a nutshell version? <laughs> uh, so for me, it's been, uh, okay. So I think a lot of the times we tend to look at the Bible as just another ordinary book. We tend to simply look at it and just be like, we have to do this. This is something that we just need to read because God says we need to read it, but we don't really believe in faith, the power that is in it and the power that the Holy spirit does through it. So, for me, I would have to say with all honesty and transparency, which Anastasia, you kind of know, there may have been many moments in my walk where I just doubted the power of the word. Like I just simply thought I'm reading it, but nothing's happening, you know, like, or I don't, I don't, there's no difference. There's nothing. I just, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't get it. And, you know, some may say, possibly you didn't have the regeneration of the heart or you weren't a born again believer or you didn't have the Holy spirit or I don't know, but I think there is an aspect of it where if you don't have the faith, you pray for the faith, Lord, help me in this, help me to read it, help me to read it and understand it. And I don't think we do that. I think we simply pick it up. It's like, Hey, I got to do this. Let me just get it over with. We don't really take the time. We don't really devote the time. And I know that we mentioned this in other uh, podcasts before, which is uh, we have too much going on in our lives. You know, there's so many things or whatever. Um, But then we also emphasize, well, then it's important to prioritize. It's important to make it. It's important to make it as one of the first things we do in the morning, even if we have to sacrifice sleep, you know? So for me, the word of God is as it says, it's alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. It is supernatural. It has the ability to, um, what is it, to help me out here, Mastasia? To reprove, to... Yes, thank you. Rebuke, to... Correct and to teach. There we go. Yeah, thank you. Okay, good. (laughs) Okay, we're human, right? We forget some things too. (laughs) So yeah, it has those things. Um, It it has the ability to do those things. But yet, we just take it as nothing, you know, or it's just another book we have to read. Oh, no, you know, and many people would say, well, it was written by men. You know, how could it possibly have any kind of power in it? Uh, yeah, well, we can give you a little quote that we heard from Bodhi Bokum. Uh, I don't have it right off the top here, but I think Mastasia kind of knows it if she wants to interject and say it. But Oh, are you talking again about that response he has for like those professors yeah. or something? <laughs> yes, and I think it's amazing. I really do, because when you start to think about it, you're just like, that is exceptional. That mm-hmm. is such a great response. Because what are you going to do with that? Many people want to argue, well, it's just another book written by man. No, 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 it's not. So, you know, uh, and it's funny because I think Bodhi Bochum says this too, is he's just like, well, if you think it's just another book, 
so there's really nothing to it, then you can just simply say the same thing about those books that you read, but yet you buy into these other books that actual humans wrote instead of it being supernaturally driven and written by the Holy Spirit through men, you know? So it's like, there's a distinction, a very huge distinction. But what is that thing that he said? Can you remind me, Masasia? Mm-hmm. So he said, it's a reliable collection of historical documents, and it's written by eyewitnesses, and it's during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses, and that they report supernatural events that took place in fulfillment of specific prophecies and claim that their writings are divine rather than human in origin. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, amen over and over again. Because mm-hmm. even though you and I can't really break that down on this or anything, because I think we can go into, oh, hey, it was written in three languages, or hey, it was written in um, how many, in three continents, or, or was it three mm-hmm. or four? Three continents. We it was written by how many authors? Like about forty or so. Yeah. Or, or over forty. Yeah. All from different walks of life. Right. I mean, and then, volumes. Yeah, and then archaeologically, uh, there's sufficient evidence. There's all. I mean, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we could like seriously try to break it all down, but what we really want to emphasize in this podcast is just the amazing effect that that has had on our lives and the fact of how supernaturally powerful that it is, that it has done amazing things in us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, we could, hopefully we can, uh, you know, put links down below wherever we can to give you guys a place to go to get, to get more knowledge on this. But you know what, as much as I'm not huge 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 on research I mean it just really depends and I really pray 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 I think Nastasia does the same thing she prays 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 a lot during research because we don't want anything that's gonna like deter us or or stir us away and this is why we need the wisdom and the discernment of the spirit Mm -hmm. so that way when we're reading things we're we're led to stop if we have to or we're led to continue or you know just just have that wisdom and discernment Mm -hmm. and how would how would I say this um being wary of deception. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Testing the spirits. And many will say, well, how do you do that? People that takes like a whole nother podcast to like break down how you do all those things. So we highly advise you to find, uh, either sermons or really, really, um, uh, good articles from sound teachers sound sound teachers so that you can learn how to do the discerning and the testing of the spirits because there's a lot of deception out there if you have not listened to it yet we did a little series um two episodes before this one so please check it out um and if anybody else needs to hear it please share it with them okay Mm -hmm. yeah small plug there sorry but yeah it's just Mastasia and I are huge, are huge on trying to advocate against deception. There's so much out there. Mm-hmm. So please, um, as we tell you certain things, like if you're going to do research, be completely careful what you're researching. Um, make sure the Bible is your foundation. The mm-hmm. Bible must be your foundation. You must heed everything the Bible like illuminated to you that the Holy Spirit illuminates to you 
you know, presses upon your heart, heed that, completely obey it, and trust that the Holy Spirit will keep you from deception. So, um, but yeah, so for me, again, kind of going back to just instances in my walk, in my life, and, and, and everything, I have seen the difference between having that doubt, a slight doubt, or not really knowing if I have the faith to believe that the word is alive and active and is powerful. Uh, you know, I, I see the distinction of, honestly, I truly believe God at times afflicts us or puts us in some heavy trials just so he can make himself known just so he can show himself through the Bible, his character and his power and just how he can do so much in your life. And that's literally what my testament is to the Bible is having to go through. I think we've expressed this in several podcasts is I'm still in a trial. It's, I don't even know where it's at because at times even Mastasia can attest to this too. It just seems like, hey, are, we're progressing, we're progressing. And it's just like, let's take a different turn here. And now let's work on this or let's do this. And and you're just like, oh my gosh, I thought we were getting over this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, I thought we were getting better with this. But it's just, he knows what is absolutely necessary to refine. And he does all that through his word. And that is like the power of the Holy Spirit through the word and I I just genuinely believe with all of my being that my heart is being like healed. My heart is being softened. My mind is being renewed. Um, My ways of being, of seeing things, of of thinking things, of, of, um, you know, hearing things, convictions, um, all that is being changed because I'm in his word. I'm reading his word and I'm saying, Lord, give me the faith that I need to believe your word. Help me to understand it. Help me to desire it more and more and more. I desire it. Sure. We're not going to be perfect. So if you're all thinking that somehow you're going to be like on top of it all the time, no, no, there are times where you're going to, you're going to feel doubtful. You're going to wonder, is he, is he really speaking? You know, is he really, you know, pressing upon my heart? This, is he really, making things clear to me. Um, there may be times where you just have absolutely no desire to read, but you still push through that and you read. And that I think is where many of us get sidetracked is just when we don't feel like it, you know, our emotions are running high or there's, you know what, when your emotions are running high, when you don't feel like it is probably the best time to be in your word. Mm Mm-hmm. It's always a good time to be in your word. It's always good that you're reading morning and night and even sometimes in between, you know, throughout the day, it mm-hmm. is good to have that with you. So we highly advise you if you can get a small little Bible, you know, just kind of carry it with you in your, in your, in your, um, in your purse or fellas, if you're listening, don't know if you are, but if you do end up listening, Hey, have it on your phone. Same thing, you know, ladies, same thing. You guys can do this, find a way to have it on you so that you can just basically have it on hand Mm -hmm. Um, because you just you man gosh if I could just give out story after story after story of how something was going on and I know Anastasia knows some of these stories but something's going on and then I just like I'm like nope 
I don't want to read his word. Nope. I'm just getting, I'm starting to get really prideful and really stubborn about everything. And then it just seems like a lot of conflict is wanting to happen in my head. But as soon as I'm able to sit down or as soon as I'm able to pick up the Bible or as soon as I'm able to get on, you know, some sort of way of reading his word, I start to read it. And yes, there's a fight. No joke. But you need to push past that. You still need to read it and you keep reading. And then I don't know, at some point in time, there is something that comes over you where there's like a peace, where it's just like there's no war in your mind there's no oh my gosh i need to figure this out or the stress it just de-escalates um you know the rage or anger or frustration or emotional high that you're on it it literally de-escalates and you are able to enter reason like you're able to be like okay god so how do i handle this mm-hmm. what am i supposed to do with this let me give you over these emotions that i'm feeling because i don't understand them i don't know why i'm feeling them or or this person has upset me, or this has happened, or, you know, and that's another important aspect of reading your word and heeding what it tells you to do. So you just don't read it and just read it and just be like, okay, no, you read it. And then you heed what it's telling you to do, you obey it. So even if it's just one sentence that you get out of a whole chapter that you're reading, like something just bounces off of the page. And I know many of you probably hear this, like, oh yeah, something bounced off the page and it just kind of like I rolled with it for the rest of the day, you know? And literally, that does happen. It really does. And if not, a word, a word can pop up or something, like something you're reading and it's just like a word, a sentence, or even a, a like a literal interpretation to it just kind of is pressed upon your heart and you know it. And that's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit doing the work because it's something that you need to know. And you hold on to that. You hold on to it and you pray about it all throughout the day and let the Holy Spirit do the work in your heart mm-hmm. because that's what's the most important thing. And so those are things I'm, I'm literally just telling you all stuff that I have experienced with the word of God. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it so amazing to me. And that's what makes it so important that we have to be in it as mm-hmm possible and it's not and it's not to um make people feel guilty or attack them in any kind of way like hey you're not in your word i don't know about you you know but there should be a desire to be in there and when you're in there i mean you start to see this difference in your life you just start to see it and honestly you start to see like your heart change the way that you look at people, the way that you talk to people, you know, the, the way that you act, there, there's, there's a serious, uh, there's a mourning of sin. There's a desire to obey God. There's just all these different changes that start to, man, I'm just, woo. <laughs> it's like when I start getting going with it, I just start to feel like that surge of just like, you don't understand, but you will. Like you totally can like get into your word. It is Oh my goodness. Like, I mean, I got, I got stories upon stories. <laughs> just like, mm-hmm. like I could, I think the station of some of them, here's one little one, quick one, wake up in the middle of the night. My mind is racing, just had a nightmare or something is going on. And I'm like, wait a minute. Faith comes from hearing, hearing the word of God. I'm just like, okay, here we go. Here we go. I was just like, let me put in my earphones. Let me start listening to the book of Psalms or whatever it is that I, that I strongly feel led to listen to. There I go. And it's just like, I don't know how long it's going to take, 
I don't know, but I'm praying as I'm listening. And then, whoa, like literally, whoa, it's just, wow. And again, I'm not trying to say that there won't be doubt. I'm not trying to say that there's going to be times where you're just like, I don't want to. There's going to be times where you're just like, what's the point? But the fact of the matter is, is do not give into that. Do not give into that. I plead with you, do not give into that. Push, push past that and get into the word, get into the Bible. And I guarantee you, guarantee you that you will not be disappointed. You will start seeing, even with fear, with anxiety, um, you know, with disappointment, with emotional upheavals or gosh, I can't, I can't even, I just strongly believe the word of God has everything we absolutely need. Absolutely. Everything we need for life and godliness. Like the, it's just, there's, there's really nothing else. No other book. I'm sorry to say it. No, I'm not sorry to say it. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> but there, <laughs> there's no other self-help book out there. There is no other book that is written by a human being. There is nothing else out there that will ever, ever help you out like the Bible. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Why? Because the Bible is supernatural. There is power and it's through the Holy Spirit as he does that work with the word of God. And if you out there, any of you, again, I ask you comment below if you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> if you know. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah, seriously. So Nastasia. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything more that you would like to add to like this little conversation of how the Bible has affected us personally? Yeah. Like that is so good. It was just, I, there's no substitute for it. Just start by just reading it. Just, just start anywhere <laughs> Just start reading it, you know, and then the hunger increases for it as well. And when you get in those modes where, you really feel like it's pulling teeth to get you to read the Bible. Too often we try to do things in our own strength and that's the perfect time to pray. And to like, I, there have been so many times where I'm praying before bed and before I read my word or, you know, God's word. And I have this sense of just like, okay, you know, here we go again. We're going to do this. It's just a, routine at this point and just kind of not looking forward to it and I'm like Lord I'm sorry there are people who can't read it who can't read your word without them being heavily persecuted and um or don't have access to your word and here I am with this access and squandering it mm. help me Lord to be genuinely in this to like sincerely know how much I need your word, which sometimes I get nervous to pray because sometimes to realize you need God, you have, you kind of go without him for a hot minute and you realize <laughs> you really can't do this in your own strength. So, mm -hmm. but I think every time now I've prayed that to like, like help me Lord to truly understand and be grateful for this Lord and to just know how much I need it. And, it's almost like soon after, like, I'm like, yeah, I do need this. Thank you. You know? And then it's like, okay, let me read this and like care that I'm reading it, you know? Um, and honestly, 
make time that we make time for so many things mm. and we don't make time for the most important. And like Amanda's even like told me this before, like even if it's just like in between like your breaks or your lunch break and you only have like 10 minutes or something and you're just so desperate, you know, and you take like all 10 or even five of those minutes to just like, okay, God, please help me to receive something from your word and to, you know, just help me with this Lord. And then you just go and you go ahead and you're like, okay, all right. All right. And you're reading it and you're taking that time and you're making that effort only if you get half a chapter, even if you get only a paragraph or whatever, but you're sincerely seeking after God. She's, he's going to honor that. So just make that time because there's so often where we say we're busy, but we have time for the TV. And of course, there's this, there's this, there's going to be a wrestling because we're still in our flesh, but we have the Holy Spirit. So persevere and seek after God's word and that desire for it will increase. And then you'll see firsthand how it works, you know, and don't do it in your own strength. Pray, pray the entire time, pray before, pray during, pray after, you know, like, we need him to make things clear, you know, his Holy Spirit's interpretation, not to do it in our own wisdom, our own strength, or try and find what we want it to say and make it say that. I'm like, no, we seek what his word actually says and we obey that, you know. Um, as Amanda had said, you know, faith comes from hearing the word about Christ. And also, you know, Christ talks about like, those who hear my words and puts it into practice is like one who dug down deep and laid a foundation before building their house instead mm -hmm. of building it in the sand. And then when the storm comes, the one on the foundation survives, the one in the sand doesn't, you know? So it's like, well, how can we put his words into practice if we don't know what he said? And we need to seek to seek what he said to know. So, yeah. Um, and Honestly, through trials I've had, I've been afraid, like, in praying and reading uh, over silence. I sometimes fear silence. I sometimes fear the questions that may arise and all of those things. But God is bigger than all of that. Don't fear that. Trust him. And even if it feels like the hardest thing you can do, do it. Trust him. Seek him. He will make things clear. Um... It is a battle, and that is why we need to put on the full armor of God and pray without ceasing and be in his word. Um, yeah, so God can take it. <laughs> he knows what you need. So seek him, ask him, be in his word. And honestly, there have been tons of times where I'll be reading, like especially in the Old Testament, I'll read something and I'll be like, what? And then I'll keep reading, and then, like, in another book, uh, you know, of the Bible, I'll be reading, and I'll be like, oh, hey, that answered that one question I had, you know? So, like, write down your questions and keep reading, um, <laughs> you know? And just start in the Word. There's not a substitute for that. And, I mean, you know me. I started with research <laughs> when I was in the beginning of this trial, and that didn't do much for me. Only now, after having really just been dedicated to God's word alone now it's like hey apologetics rather than I'm afraid and I need to like have this stuff confirmed you know so God's word is the way to go <laughs> all the time 
Anyways. Yeah, I would strongly agree as well. <clears throat> um, so I'm going to slightly take a little turn here and uh, not go too much into it. But I know when it comes to the Bible, there are uh, many people that want to debate the translations. And Mastasia and I are not going to debate this with you all. <laughs> we're not going to debate it. We're just not going to. But we're going to maybe make a few comments here and there. And what I want to say is there are good translations and there are bad translations. <laughs> and I'm like, there is. But I'm going to highly, highly recommend you all to do a little research on this to understand. Um, I know that there are people that want to emphasize that King, King James Version only is the one and only one that you should be reading. Now, again, not going to debate this, but personally, I do not agree. I don't know what you think about that, Mastasia. Um, but you'll get to chime in in just a moment. <laughs> but um, yeah, I do not agree. I um, I did my own research on textual criticism and uh, certain uh, translations. And yeah, so I have particulars, but I do, do want to highly recommend that you do research. I mean, to be honest here, I started with the NIV. That's what I started when I first believed. When I believed, you know, I was saved. I started with the NIV. I didn't know anything. So my big thing is don't feel condemned. Don't allow anybody to make you feel condemned. But you can pray, Lord, help me to know truth. If there is something that I'm missing, if I must be reading a translation, whatever it is, you can go to God and you can pray and you can ask him for that and he will do it. I, mind you, I went from NIV to, I believe it was New King James Version. And then I really, really liked uh, NASB. And then now I include King James so I, I read several translations, and I believe that it has been quite the blessing for my life. It has done amazing wonders in my life, and I trust that the Holy Spirit is still doing that amazing work in me. Mm -hmm. So I just want to toss this out there quickly, and again, you want to write comments and debating? We will not engage in them, just putting that out there. But, you know, everybody has a reason to believe something or why this or why that. But you know what? Honestly, do your research. What I remember is reading, I think, gosh, I want to remember the book that I read it in, where I believe Paul was encouraging Timothy to make sure that he preached with accuracy and clearly. And clearly to me means in a way that is understood. You know, let's just say you're speaking to 
a group of people that are not going to ultimately understand what you're saying. I mean, sorry, I don't want to laugh, but it just reminds me of Nastasia, a few podcasts where she's reading King James version of a, of a scripture. And she's like, ah, it's King James version. (laughs) And she's just like, but she's not meaning to like, uh, to, to be, you know, negative about it or anything. Yeah. It's just a thousand reading yeah. it out loud is like oh yeah. yeah it can be it can be slightly slightly challenging yes it can and so I think it's important to know who your audience is as well and it's important you know even when you're speaking to to children um mm-hmm. I think Masage and I just read an article on that and it was just mm-hmm. basically like uh doesn't mean that you have to leave theology out with children because children are sponges. They can pick up on things really well, but it also doesn't mean that you have to just be particular certain way of saying things to them, but no, you have to say it in a way that's clear to them in a way that's understood by them. And so that makes me think like you have to sometimes consider a different translation for a child and it depends, pray about it, you know? And even so you can have the combination of, you know, NASB, King James, and maybe a a child translation or, you know, a children's translation or something on the lines of that so that you're getting them accustomed to things as well. So again, not going to go more into that, but pretty much just wanted to toss that out there. But big thing, do not feel condemned over starting on something and do not allow anyone to condemn you because guess what? Condemnation is not of God. Remember that. So one has a right to do that over you and keep praying that the Lord helps you to understand and to mature, you know, to grow in him and to desire what he desires for you. And yeah, so, but be careful. Again, I guess I should throw that disclaimer out there. Be careful because there are also bad translations out there. Very bad ones. Mm -hmm. Super bad ones. They're all based on, you know, opinions you're trying to yeah. word things in a certain way that gets their narrative their narrative across like oh here is we translate it like this because of these greek rules but they only use it when it suits what they want to teach mm-hmm. and they don't use it in other places where that would also apply by their logic mm-hmm. so yeah you just want to be careful about certain things like that mm-hmm. and i think that that's that heavily pertains to what we're talking about here the bible because that's mm-hmm. That's big. So is there anything else you wanted to add, Anastasia, to this whole little um, um, aspect? And something I read, which it was from a different source, and I had read something similar like a while back too, but um, it, it's just cool, like that whole thing, like there's like two, like about 2,500 prophecies that the Bible has, and like already 2,000 of them have come to pass. I'm like, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> Uh, Jesus being one of those, by the way. <laughs> our Lord and Savior, our King. So cool, so cool. Like, you know, talking about explaining his crucifixion before anybody had ever known what a crucifixion was. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing, you know, like. That was just cool. So many different authors, walks of life, styles, all talking about the same almighty true God. Right. I, I don't know. And then, yeah. And then the Bible has been used to be able to discover a lot of, a lot of archeological discoveries that just further reinforces the truth of it. 
there used to be like things where it's like, oh, this was never found, so this is probably fake, and then they find it, and nobody wants to talk about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. The Bible's amazing, and it's that historical document. I forget that sometimes. Sometimes right. it just feels like it's a book, and you're like, no, just because it's printed in a way we're used to seeing with other. Mm-hmm. Like, there's tons of manuscripts, more th- more so than other things that we stand on or believe or believe actually happened that have way less manuscripts to prove the authenticity. Mm-hmm. The, the Bible is just really amazing. And it's interesting how attacked it is and yet how it still stands strong and ends up being one of those number one bestsellers, you know? Right. Um, and but, yeah. 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 Jumping on top of that. I'm sorry. Jumping on That's top okay. of that, kind of piggyback on that is um, this whole idea of the Bible's not complete. It's not complete. Uh, 66 books is said to be the full canon. And that's that it's, it's, it's been open and shut. It's done. Like, you know, it's like 66 canons is 66 books is what creates that canon. Because I know that there's different people that want to add to it or they want to remove from it. But clearly it doesn't say that in revelation yet you would not add or remove from this, you know? So it's like, um, you think about these things and you're just like, no, it's complete. And it's, and it's been sustained. It's been protected. Of course, there's people that want to distort it. And of course they create, you know, different things and, and stuff like that. And it's allowed in ways that I believe God uses for his glory and purposes, you know, cause I think God's so powerful that he could do whatever he wants with it. Yet, as you have mentioned, it's still, it still remains. It still stands firm. It's still mm-hmm. a best book. And it's, it's one of, I, I'm going to have to say it's probably the greatest book out there that has been attacked and has been attempted and it's burned. I mean, if you haven't heard yet thus far of like how many Bibles have been burned since it first came, you know, to be a lot. So why is there so much hatred towards this Bible? If it's just a human made or human written book, another human written book, got to tell you something. There is an enemy out there. There is Satan and he Mm -hmm. doesn't that book because he knows how powerful it is he knows what it can do for a human heart it knows what it can do to a human being all overall so it's like of course it's going to be attacked it's going to be hated and that should tell you something there that it is amazing Mm -hmm. powerful it is active it's supernatural it does something it's real and you know what I can't help but say if you don't know anything about the Bible believe in Jesus Christ and pick up that Bible and start reading it and tell me if your life does not change Mm -hmm. (laughs) seriously like really take it don't don't take it with a grain of salt don't simply be like "Eh, yeah okay fine but literally believe and pick up that Bible and read it I cannot Mm -hmm. emphasize enough or the necessity of being in that word, being in the word of God. I cannot, but it's just amazing just to just always often hear about it and hear, you know, how much it, it tries to get twisted. People try to add things to it, try to remove things from it, try to distort even one word. And and from what I learned in in the criticism of these, of these uh, interpretations that come in these translations, it's like you could simply change one word and it becomes a whole new translation. Mm-hmm. whole new one and I'm just like wow and that's what they do you know you you simply shift a word or something like that and it just becomes another one so it's like many people would ask why do we have so many translations because there's so many people that want a piece of the pie basically they want to have some sort of a 
uh, an, an in or, you know, say like, oh, this sounds like this, or this seems like this, or, or this, this, and that. But you know what? There's, yeah, it's, you got to be really careful and can't reiterate enough to just be testing the spirits, making sure your translation is where the Lord desires you to be and he can speak through. And, um, but there are some really deceiving ones. Um, so you have to be really, really careful. Uh, would you like to add anything else, Nastasia? Yeah, like if you guys are ever curious, like there's interlinear Bibles too, where it'll show you what the Hebrew or Greek or Aramaic word was. And then you click on it and it pops it up with that word in Greek or whatever it was. And it shows you all of those, like the depth of that word in that language. And it's pretty cool too. So that's also yeah. something you can probably do. Um, yeah. And just like Amanda said, like, don't take it lightly and just be like, all right, yeah, whatever. Like it's such a gift, God's word. And all because, you know, he provided this having, sent his son, his only begotten son, down. And his son, Jesus Christ, died, suffered and died on a cross to forgive our sin debt, that if we should believe in him and profess him as our Lord and believe he rose from the grave on that third day, we can be saved. And that is such a blessing because everybody has fallen short of the glory of God. We have all sinned, and yet he makes a way and his Bible helps to remind us of his truths. And it's just such a blessing. So pick yeah. up your Bible today. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, well, yes, we, we, yes, I can't emphasize that enough either. So um, usually I have some questions. So why don't we just kick off the jingle here? Question time with me. <laughs> we always have to have something to say after we play <laughs> i know those transitions those pesky transitions pesky transitions yeah okay so i have a few questions and what i usually say is i ask these questions and it's simply for you to go to god with them and see what he reveals that's within your heart and then you guys can work through that between you and him and um reading your bible helps a whole lot <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, number one, be honest with yourself. How much time do you spend in the Word? Uh, secondly, it's kind of like a piggyback question to the first one. Be honest with yourself. Do you not make time to be in the Word on purpose? Uh, thirdly, I think it's just another piggyback to the first two questions is, do you absolutely heed the convictions or do you not heed the convictions that you receive when you read the word? Number four, is there some fear to reading the word of God? And I'm going to call it number five, the last one. What do you think you personally that are listening to this, what do you think you can gain the most from reading the word of God? Okay. So those are the questions. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so we're going to leave that to you all. And uh, 
I know, Anastasia, I've been asking you to pray a lot of the times. And guess what? I'm going to ask you again. <laughs> I was like, um, would you like to uh, close this out in prayer this time? Because we are looking like we're cutting it short again on our time. So, yeah, yeah. Um, well, at least, I yeah, I do believe we should probably okay. uh, close it out now. So, please, can you close this out? Yes. Thank you. Heavenly Father, thank you that we can come before you, being your children through your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for your love and your mercy that you have shown us, for the blessing of your word, Lord, and that you teach us by your Holy Spirit that you've provided us, Lord. Thank you so much that you give us the wisdom and the strength. And um, I just pray that you would please soften our hearts, Lord, to just hunger for your word, to seek your word, um, to know how to make time for it and how to read it and how to study it, and that you would just make things clear to us and um, to continue to teach us and remind us of your truth, that you would equip us with your armor, Lord, for it is a battle. And um, just please guide us, Heavenly Father. And for anybody out there who may have questions or doubts concerning your word, your holy scriptures, I pray that um, they would get the answer you know that they need. Even if it's not what they think they need, you know best. So just please cover that, Lord, and may your will be done. And um, thank you for your scriptures, Lord. It's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, we thank you so much again for all your support and prayers. And uh, we apologize for any odd noises you may have heard throughout the podcast because yeah. we are Small both house. Yeah, we are in both in situations where we're going to have all kinds of distractions. So we just have to accommodate and we appreciate your patience and your kindness and just you being there and supporting us however you choose to support us through listening through prayers we're just we're thankful so we hope that you listen in and listen in tune into the next one as well and that anywhere you can comment uh hit a like uh pray for us and share it you know sharing is caring (laughs) (laughs) we thank you so much and thank you bye bye